It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that, that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. You were made for this moment. We are living at a very unique time in history. And uh, I guess in some ways we question what's going on, but yet we need to step forward in faith, uh, pray, work, all of those things. So, uh, so enjoy uh, getting to, to, to talk with you, each and every one of you, uh, each day. And, and uh, I get to work with a great team. And that's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Jen, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. And it is Tuesday. Producer Steve, happy Tuesday. Well, happy Tuesday to you. And uh, interesting times. My, that's that's such a nice way to put it up on the shelf or and, and to look at it. I'm just, I'm blown away. I, I look at things in several different arenas, whether international or right here at home, uh, federal, state, and local, and I'm, I'm stuck scratching my head. You know, in some ways, I'm not surprised. Uh, we Decisions that, that are made along the way, um, you know, certainly affect things in the future. I'm not surprised. I really wish that we hadn't had to get to this point, but I, I, I realize, Steve, that that the veil is coming off on so much of what's been percolating underneath the surface for so long. And I, I'm encouraged with that. Uh, certainly we are, you know, we may be headed into some very tenuous times here. But yet, you know, the, the, um, the Bible verse, the truth will set you free. Ultimately, the truth does come out. And we're seeing that in many different arenas right now. So be sure and check out our website. It's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You'll get first look at all of our upcoming guests, our most recent op-eds, our most recent podcasts. We just did this podcast with Dr. Jill Vecchio. And Steve, you said it the other day, when Dr. Jill decides she's going to learn something about something, I mean, it is like a dog with a bone. She And so she decided to really take a look at the Great Reset. And uh, it's a very good um podcast and we'll probably do a, a follow-up to that steve as we should uh because i'm sure as time goes by only more of this stuff is going to fall out of the woodwork of this group of elitist people from around the world meeting in switzerland under the leadership of what's his name slob klaus schlob slob you know, okay s-l-o-b schlob. Schlob. Yeah. i don't know you know what they're uh, motivation is what their authority is but they're doing it and governments seem to be falling in line everybody everybody in this state needs to know what the great reset is all about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we've actually seen those policies that the green new deal uh, this this uh, quest for power has really been uh, i'd say since the 80s is probably when it really started uh, this is sustainability, the Green New Deal. Uh, all of this really is just a um, uh, wolf in sheep's clothing, if you, if you will, that, that uh, a way to take power, 
away from everyday individuals, consolidate power within these elites. That's really what it's all about. So when they, when we talk about power, there's two different kinds. There's the kind that power our lives. We'll talk with Daniel Turner with Power of the Future a little bit later. But then the other, that that power that, and it's as old as as humankind wanting to have power over another human being and they've used uh, sustainability the environment uh, to wield that that kind of power steve it's funny the way my brain works when it when it does work uh in this situation with uh, crude oil and the price of gasoline i was thinking of uh, the banana brain secretary of transportation basically saying the way out of all this is for people to buy electric cars and my mind immediately went over to Marie Antoinette who when informed that the peasants didn't have bread her famous response was let them eat cake let them eat cake yes and I think oh Buttigieg must be in the family lineage of Marie Antoinette Mm -hmm. very very possibly because uh, we've we and we talk about this consistently. We need to have an honest conversation about all of these different uh, energy sources, power sources. And uh, my friend Michael is going, he he's, um, said that I need to understand the difference between power and energy. We've not had that conversation back yet. So uh, forgive me for that on, on that, Michael. But, but, uh, we need to have an honest conversation about this electric vehicles. And of course, Joe Biden said in his inaugural address uh, last week that there's going to be, uh, I think at 500,000 new charging stations. It's like, who's going to pay for that? Yes. Well, it's two pronged. Who's going to pay for it? And where's the power come from that those electric charging stations are going to hook up to when they yeah, connect them the- to the grid? Where's that power going to come from? Well, and, and we are seeing that actually um, oil and gas is still super important to the world. And, and the fact that we are now importing 7% of our oil from uh, oil and gas from Russia, you talk about terrible planning, terrible leadership. I mean, my gosh, when Joe Biden took office, he had this gift that, call, uh, that um, America was uh, energy independent. And it is not taken, it's what, 13 months, 14 yes. months? Yes. It's not taken very long for him to mess that up. But but anyway, continue on here. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And I really appreciate all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. As you know, we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not it's their property. I've got to get to my notes here. Rights, property, freedom, or livelihood via force, whether with a weapon. Can you say Vladimir Putin? Um, Policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, or the latest silent thief, which is government-induced inflation. And uh, I, I do not think Putin should be invading Ukraine. But I also think it's important, and Josh Phillip mentioned that that uh, on Friday that Ukraine is not this that government is not this pristine government, and and remember the Clintons and the Bidens have been very involved with Ukraine for quite some time, and and you wonder if that is playing into this whole thing. You sanitized that well, but go ahead. 
Okay. <laughs> and so basically, Ukraine, the government, the government in Ukraine has been a big laundromat for, you know, again, elites across the globe that have been wanting to launder money. And so we need to, we need to, we need to be watching this. Uh, I talked to two people that I trust very much yesterday. I said, what do you think about this? They said, I don't know what to think. But what they did say is what we are seeing, they don't trust that that's totally the whole picture and that that's the truth. And so I'm like, okay, this, you know, let's take, let's, let's watch what's happening here. You know, but it, I have to in tell, a strange oh, way, that's reaffirming when people that you know and you trust, and then immediately I would say then uh, they, they have a high degree of trust in my book. If they, don't, if they say they don't know what to think, then somehow I feel a little bit better, better because I don't know mm-hmm. what to think. Yes, and my gosh, just plastered on the news 24-7. And I was eating dinner last night, and there, again, they were talking about the little child, I don't know, 18 months old that had been injured by, you know, I don't know if it was shrapnel or what it was exactly, and the, the child died. I, I hear it once. It breaks my heart, but to hear it constantly, it's in a way, it's, it's kind of like the COVID-19 stuff, constant, constant, constant. And so look to trusted sources like us. And, uh, because Patty goes through so much research, you go through so much research, I go through so much research and just know that we're doing our very best to, to bring truth and clarity and help you think through these issues, um, on them. And the show comes to you because, uh, so many great partners, and one of them is Hooters Restaurants, and they support both of the shows. They have five locations, Lone Tree, Westminster, Aurora, Colorado Springs, and Loveland, and they have great lunch specials. And Steve, after looking back on the two weeks to flatten the curve and just how long that took, <laughs> two we years. realized, yeah, <laughs> two years, to, to get together with friends, it's so important. So I particularly love their keeping their line. On their specials, $8 specials, $9 specials, and $10 specials. And I particularly love their fish and chips. So be sure and check out all my sponsors at my website. And uh, I highly recommend each and every one of them. Let's go to our quote for today. How are we doing on time here? And that's Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And when I, when I was choosing this, I was not choosing this to make us act regarding Ukraine. Now, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he was born in 1906. He died April 9th. In fact, you said he was, you and he had the same birthday, right? Not the same year, but the same birthday. Yeah, not the same year. He, he beat me by 50 years, but still, okay. same day. Okay. He was a German Lutheran pastor, theologian, anti-Nazi dissident, and key founding member of the Confessing Church. His writings on Christianity's role in the secular world have become widely influential and his book, The Cost of Discipleship, is described as a modern classic. And uh, Eric McTaxis had written a book about Bonhoeffer. It's Pastor, Martyr, Prophet, and Spy. And I, I read the book. It is uh, really a fascinating read. The Bonhoeffers were very influential people in Germany. And uh, Bonhoeffer, uh, back in the 60s, 70s, uh, I think there were those that the pacifist um, groups really tried to hang their hat on him. Uh, but he was part of, I think it was that Valkyrie uh, plot to kill Hitler. 
uh, and he had some involvement with that. And Hitler never forgave him. And the other thing that was interesting about Bonhoeffer is, I think in 38 or 39, when Hitler was making his move, Bonhoeffer went to the United States uh, and, and, um, and thinking about Zelensky, President Zelensky of um, Ukraine. Uh, Bonhoeffer went to the United States and he's like, wait a minute, I can't be here while this is happening over here with my country. And so he went back and um, eventually he was um, put into a concentration camp and Hitler hated him so much that he had to kind of search to find him in the concentration camps. But he, um, uh, Bonhoeffer died of hanging. Uh, uh, Hitler hung him in uh, April 9th of 1945. So the war is coming to an end. Hitler committed suicide on April 30th, 1945. And so anyway, this is what Bonhoeffer had to say, Steve. He said, not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. And I, I wasn't thinking about Putin and all this. I was thinking about each of us in our lives. What's your thoughts? Well, uh, in, when I was still in the corporate world, we used to mock uh, the corporate entities by, we called it the no decision decision. And, you know, this is basically saying the same thing. Right, and you see that in government as well. Yeah. You know, oh, we're going to have a task force. Oh, we're going to have a committee. Oh, blah, 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 blah. So, hey, anyway, before yeah. you go to break, I something popped up yesterday. And obviously, what's going on in Russia and Ukraine is probably, you know, we talk about human nature all the time, and it gets us into a lot of trouble. So the worst of human nature is right there in that area of the world. But there was a picture yesterday on social media that goes to the other end of the spectrum, the best of human nature. There were no people in the picture. All it was was at a Polish train station. Baby strollers lined up that oh. the Polish people had brought to the train station where the Ukrainian refugees were getting off. And I thought, all right, there's the best of it. I And you know what? I saw that picture as well. And uh, again, there, there's the best and the worst. And and we're all capable of both, uh, unfortunately, because we are human beings, even though we try um, we, we try not to to we, we try to aspire to the best. But it's uh, within each and every one of us. Let's go to break, though. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue. We want to talk about the bill of the day. And of course, some of these other headlines um, can't wait to talk with Daniel Turner with Power the Future in segments three and four. Stay tuned. Home ownership and private property rights help you build wealth for you and your family. REMAX Alliance award-winning realtor Karen Levine understands this. Supply is super tight right now. This is why you need a seasoned professional with excellent negotiating skills on your side of the table, whether buying or selling an existing home or buying a new build. As a member of the National Association of Realtors Board of Directors, Karen Levine volunteers hours of her time to help you build your American dream. Call her today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of Kim Munson's sponsors, but you can't recall their phone number. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Yes. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's KimMunson.com, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. 
And uh, thank you to all of you who support us. Speaking of support, I've had a number of you reach reach out. As you guys all know, I have uh, this last week struggled through a terrible cold. And uh, typically, knock on wood, I'm healthy as a horse. But I want to say thank you to Connie for the note that you sent to me on the suggestions. Uh, Evie, uh, so many different people reaching out with, um, with thoughts. Uh, uh, Lisa, all of you for your thoughts on what I can be doing to get better. And I am getting better, Steve. And my gosh, you have uh, really pulled me through this whole thing, Steve. Well, the difference between, you know, the difference that 24 hours can make, you sound so much better. I mean, obviously I can hear, you know, you're kind of nasally and all that, but uh, yesterday you were really, really struggling. Yeah. And uh, so we are, we've turned the corner and thank you to all of you. A couple of uh, dates I want you to all know about. One is March 22nd. The Colorado Hispanic Republicans are having their senatorial forum. And uh, you, let's see, I think we've got that information up here. I think we put it, uh, we'll get it all for you. But March 22nd, Colorado Hispanic Republicans, you can find that on their website. And then Helen Raleigh and I are doing our second media training workshop, uh, March 26th. And we've got early bird pricing right now. It's one twenty nine ninety nine, And uh, uh, highly recommend that you joining us on that, whether or not you're a candidate or or just want to know more. It, it actually is super helpful just with conversations with others. Uh, so would love to have you join us. And that information is on the website, on my website. And that's March 26th. The bill of the day. And I don't quite know what to think of this. Uh, it's House Bill 22-1101. And it has sponsors, uh, both Democrat and Republican. Representatives are Barbara McLaughlin, Democrat, and Mark Catlin, Republican. And Senators Jerry Sonnenberg, Republican, and Rachel Zinzinger, Democrat. And it's uh, concerning expanding a program basically where retired teachers that are receiving their para-retirement uh, uh, payments can actually go and teach in rural schools and not lose their retirement benefits. And I guess this there's a, a shortage of, of teachers in rural schools. Um, I, I know so many young people that want to be teachers. I, I think there's more and more people that's going to be moving to uh, our rural Colorado. I just, I had a friend that... Um, uh, sent me pictures, um, gosh, a couple of months ago. They're living uh, in, in Denver, and their car was broken into. I think it was parked at maybe one of the um, park and rides. And then their son's car was broken into. I was just thinking about how inconvenient it is when your car is broken into. I think more and more people are going to be moving to the safety of rural Colorado. So I'm, I'm not sure... I'm not sure what I think about this. Steve, do you have any thoughts on this? On this particular bill of the day, you mean? Yeah. Well, you probably heard me chuckling there because I've, I've been fooled on the bill of the day before. Something will, will I, I will say, this looks like a, and this particular one in is is like this, is that it looks like a win-win situation. So I'll go out on the limb and then you come behind me and saw it off. So <laughs> I'm not sure what to say. It, it does look like a win-win to me. Well, the, the thing about it, though, is in a way it opens up double dipping. Well, yeah. Uh, and there's so many people out there struggling. And uh, I know for these younger teachers, para is not going to be what was initially promised to them because para has been making promises and on kind of inflated numbers, if you will. So the, here we have 
some retired teachers that have pretty cushy, cushy um, retirement, and they get to dip, double dip. I, I think that I'm a little uncomfortable with that, Steve. Well, I hear what you're saying, but then again, I thought, and and that little note right there that you just talked about. That did hit me, but my first response to myself was that, well, they earned it. They, you know, they put themselves in that position. So if it helps the school districts, especially the outlying school districts, to close the gaps, whether it's teachers, and I guess it all went, went all the way down to bus drivers as well, mm-hmm. um, they got to keep what they got going. They have to keep it going. Okay, so this is the next thing. I'm going to jump over here then to this next headline. And this is from the Colorado Sun. It says, ballot measure would steer part of Tabor tax refunds to Colorado schools. So it looks like this will probably be on the ballot. And uh, every, uh, I'm, you look at these PBIs, and my gosh, they wring their hands. It's like the last thing they want to do is give the Tabor refunds back to the taxpayers, which is what's supposed to happen under Tabor, Colorado's Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. And as I look at the results of what we've been getting out of our education system, and then also the fact that we have, the far left has been using our education system to sexualize our children through the sex ed curriculum that was passed here in Colorado several years ago, and then also the CRT or the iteration or whatever, which is instead of helping each child realize their full potential as an individual, that they're trying to define them and put them into different groups. At this particular point in time, we need to get this education system cleaned up. It's not more money, and it's not taking our tax, our Tabor tax refunds and giving it to them. We need to have some real hard conversations, and you see there's a number of parents out there through the, again, the, the the silver lining on the COVID was uh, kids at home, parents looking, seeing what they're being taught or not taught, and parents have, have gotten activated, and we have let our kids down. So it's not more money towards the education system. We have got to make sure that we are teaching our kids reading, writing, arithmetic, civics, history, science, critical thinking, and instead instead of teaching them that they're victims and 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 oppressors and that uh, uh, grooming them for, um, you know, all kinds of stuff. Steve, your thoughts? Well, leave it to you to bring the big picture into better focus because what we just talked about, the bill of the day, is, you know, kind of at the physical level of things. And then what you just now mentioned in terms of what's happening to education, usually due to the uh, all-powerful teachers' unions and their special interests, it's, it's quite... It's muddled at best. Well, yes. And so really, until we get this figured out, we want to just keep throwing money over there. And then they take that money and they put it into the teachers unions, put it into elections and elect people that push for their interests. And so, I mean, at some point and let's go to higher education. I was at a meeting just recently and they said that um, higher education in Colorado funding from the state legislature uh, more of the education funding goes through K through 12 because um, yeah, I can't remember. It's something 23. It's not, maybe it's amendment 23. I can't remember. Pat, Patty will let us know. Um, and I look at higher education right now, and I don't think we need to be spending any more tax dollars over there on that arena as well. And uh, so we've got to smarten up here, my friends, instead of, <laughs> instead of funding 
all of these things that are trying to take America down, take Colorado down, we've we've got to get a little smarter on that, Steve. And then it can see can you can it get any worse? And yeah, it can. As people become aware, as you say, as the blinders come off or the veil is removed, parents become aware of what's happening in the schools and they start vo- vo- being very vocal about it. And we have a Department of Justice that comes back and is flirting with the idea in de- several places around the country that, well, parents don't have a right to question this. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable. But that, again, is a positive. Is we, The veil is coming off on what many of these PBIs think of everyday people. It's like, give us, our ki- give us your kids and don't question anything. It's like, wait a minute, they're not your kids, they're our kids. They're my kids, you know, our children. Or um, as, as Patty always, they're, they're God's kids and we're just taking care of them. But speaking of that, uh, one of my neighbors sent this over. Thank you, Margarita. And that is regarding the bill of the day that we talked about yesterday, which is the, uh, you know, they call it the Reproductive Health Equity Act. All kinds of bad stuff. Basically, it, it just codifies abortion here at all levels, at all times in Colorado. It is so bad. And um, so she has sent me the contact information for the committee members. And so I'm going to talk to Zach. We're going to figure out the best way to get this to you. But you can actually um, submit t- testimony uh, via uh, via uh, a link, and we'll get that to you. But my gosh, my friends, we cannot sta- stand by and not stand up for the most innocent among us, Steve. Well, uh, we talked about it in as much detail as we could yesterday. And we said, uh, was it Lumberg's commentary said, well, are they looking down the road to thinking that maybe Roe versus Wade could be reversed? Also, uh, at the state level, I guess Florida last week struck a huge blow uh, against the abortion industry. And don't you think that these people down here at our capital aren't aware of it? Yes, absolutely. And uh, here in Colorado, they, the far left plays chess, and sometimes we're playing tiddlywinks, and we need to get smart on this as well. But make your voice heard. We'll get this information out for you all as well. Before we go to break, you wanted to uh, make a little comment about Nancy Pelosi. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, this gets under my skin, and I'm hopefully there are millions of people who would agree. I don't know if it was pre-State of the Union or right after the State of the Union. She thought she had to come out and reason away the reason that Biden's approval numbers were so dismal and, you know, getting more and more dismal. Her thoughts were, and you know she's she's a deep thinker, it's because the American people are, are uninformed. It could be because the American people are becoming informed. That's probably why those numbers are where they're at. That's my follow-up. Dear Madam Speaker, it is exactly the opposite. Absolutely. And people are waking up. And also, the elitists, um, the the way they have disdain for everyday people, of course, this goes back to Hillary Clinton let it slip uh, during the, uh, let's see, was it the 2016 election when she called everyday people deplorables? And um, I even, as I look at this, I... I, I can't say that I look, I, I think each individual, I say it all the time, has value. And the fact that that these folks look at everyday people as deplorables, as beneath them, is uh, it's it says a lot. But the founders of, of America, 
looked at everyday individuals different, and they said that they have these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. My friends, that is worth preserving. Speaking of Clinton, three letters, CGI. Do you, does that ring a bell, CGI? CGI, no. Clinton Global Initiative. Oh. Uncle Bill came out late last week and, and let everyone know that they would be accepting money. I guess uh, they were going to re- resurrect or uh, whatever, fire up the Clinton Global Initiative, which other people looked at that and said, oh, that's proof that she's going to run. Oh, boy, it's going to get interesting. I just and... I'm amazed as much as she's under the microscope anymore. Who would give them a dime? Well, they're, what they're doing, I guess, in reopening that is another way of saying they're peddling power. That's what they think they're doing. So, hey, let's go to break. When we come back, speaking of power, we'll be talking with Daniel Turner with Power of the Future. Stay tuned. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan, while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Would you have ever dreamed that freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of assembly, and freedom of religion would be under assault and attack in America? Unbelievably, it is happening right before our eyes. That is why it is important to keep free-thinking, independent voices on the airwaves, the Internet, and social media. Kim Munson is one of those important voices. Help her keep independence alive. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute, to join Kim in the battle of ideas raging in America today. That's KimMunson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. I so appreciate you. And, and I've got great sponsors. Kirsch Insurance Group. They're specialists in the Medicare arena. And uh, the government gets involved in something. You know it's going to be complicated. That's why you need to have professionals help you. Uh, Kirsch Insurance Group works with a lot of different carriers, and uh, they can help you navigate all of this Medicare stuff. I know that Medicare premiums uh, went up significantly, so there's some things that uh, you might be able to do to um, uh, help keep more money in your pocket. So be sure and check out ikirsch.com. That's I-K-I-R-S-C-H.com. And uh, I know Danielle, Marlon, the whole team over there can help you. On the line with me is Daniel Turner. He is the uh, founder and executive director of Power the Future. Daniel Turner, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me on again, Ken. Great to be with you. Daniel, so much has happened since the last time you were on. Um, uh, Russia, I I don't really know where to start. Uh, We talked about it in the first segment. Joe Biden was given this gift when he came into office. America was energy independent. And then I was looking at some of the information that you have out there that that we are importing 7% of our oil from uh, Russia now, of course, um, at the pump, the the price is up 30, 40 percent. What do you think? 
Yeah, and it's it's ridiculous that we are uh, importing any oil from Russia, but it's also understandable because we need to make up the deficit, and that's what we have right now is an oil and gas deficit. Um, I want to be clear when we talk about how we were energy independent, and it's one of the things that you know, there's lots of online trolls and people who who uh, you know make their living out of trying to attack you. Um, we never produced 20 million barrels a day, which is what we consume, but in North America we did. And I think people forget that our Canadian allies to the north and even Mexico to the south of us are huge oil and gas producers. So what energy independence meant was just within our wonderful North American hemisphere with two neighboring countries, obviously Canada, who is our closest friend. And we have a lot of problems with Mexico, but they're far from Iran or Venezuela or Saudi Arabia. Um, We were able to bring in enough oil, refine it, and that we had a surplus of us that we were able to put back on the market. We don't do that anymore. And there's lots of reasons why. But in America, we don't do that because this administration has made oil and gas exploration very, very difficult. And they, they, and they, they punish it, in fact. Um, so we need to go elsewhere. And as a proof of that is our, our Russian imports have doubled under Joe Biden. And this administration had envoys go to Venezuela and Saudi Arabia over the weekend to ask them to up their production. And there are negotiations with Iran to ask them if we could potentially purchase oil from them, uh, lifting their embargoes. So it's it's a remarkable change of events in the last 15 months. Okay, Daniel Turner, how is it that oil and gas production in America is threatening the, pl- the planet through climate change, but oil and gas production <laughs> in Venezuela and Iran and Russia isn't? How, how does that work? Oh. Listen, you know, we, we don't have time for logic right now. You know, this is an emotional argument, <laughs> and that's what that's what the green movement is. Really, it, it is an it is an emotional uh, uh, argument. It's an argument based on fear and hysteria. And when you ask questions like that, um, your persona non grata, kind of like a little bit what we saw when people said, "Well, if I have to." put on a mask to walk in the restaurant, but I can take it off once I sit down. No, 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 don't ask questions. You just do what we tell you to do. (laughs) Right, right. Somewhere else. But, Daniel, it's... We're looking at this, and people, everybody's paying attention. Uh, Young people that hadn't hadn't thought about politics, they're realizing, and and again, politics is into, when people say, oh, I'm not into politics, but politics is into you, clearly. Why, 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 why is Biden making these decisions? Because it's hurting everyday Americans. Yeah, absolutely, and and this goes to show uh, the the real privilege of a of a postmodern, I would even argue, a post-Christian world, where you get to spend your day preoccupied with problems that that are of your own making, and and really for the last two years, America has had these raging, vicious battles about. Uh, pronoun use and about uh, uh, fiery but mostly peaceful protests, and we've we've had these really nonsensical uh, uh, arguments and civil unrest because the big things, whether or not you have food, whether or not you have electricity and water, they seem to have been taken care of themselves, um, and and so a lot of our our preoccupation was from born from largesse, quite frankly. 
that's changing now. And now your average American is saying, whoa, 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 not just can I not afford to fill up my car, but I went to the grocery store and I couldn't believe that a, 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 a pound of grapes was ten ninety nine at my grocery store yesterday. That doesn't make sense. I used to buy them for two twenty nine, and I'd give them to my toddler. Cut in half, of course, because they're too big for a toddler. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what changed? And this is what changed. Um, uh, Americans are realizing that energy runs everything. And, and you can have your fantastical, uh, almost Plato vision of a perfect society where we don't need fossil fuels. But that's not the reality. The reality is agriculture, pesticides, uh, uh, um, fertilizer, harvesting, sowing, bringing to market, electricity, hot water, your car, everything runs on fossil fuels. And by making fossil fuels Joe Biden's number one sworn enemy, remember, he threatened to put oil and gas executives in jail. He said that. And he wanted to sound like, this is how serious I am about climate change. I will put them in jail for what they've done to this environment. Well, Joe Biden, born out of largesse, a child of privilege in a privileged world, got to play stupid games. And as the expression goes, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And we are all winning the stupid prize of the Biden administration. And with that, uh, again, I go back to everyday people, like like you mentioned, we've taken so much for granted, and you you get to this point where, again, you mentioned pronouns, uh, the, the 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 things that we were, you know, talking about the the preferred pronouns, those that as as you mentioned happens when there is so much prosperity going on that people can start to think about things that probably don't really matter. Um, And I will tell you, I've talked to a number of different military people and the Chinese army, the Russian army, they're not doing all of this CRT and sex, um, um, you know, oh, uh, LGBTQ agenda with their uh, soldiers. But we are over here, which I think also is taking our focus off where our military should be, which is also, I think, probably making us less um, effective. Your thoughts? Yeah. And, and, and this is what really the Biden administration is doing writ large. Everything is losing its focus of what it's supposed to be. So now your, your, your energy in, uh, department, Jennifer Granholm, is not focused on a stable and, and, and domestic energy supply and nuclear supply. It's focused on equity and, and it's focused on, on inclusion and tolerance and diversity. And I'm, and, uh, if we had a philosophical conversation, we can talk about whether or not there are actually even virtues or whether or not they matter. But the fact of the matter is that's not the role of the energy department. Right, and that's not the role of the Interior Department. The Interior Department is supposed to manage our land and give proper access where necessary to ensure American prosperity. Well, the Biden administration has changed its mission. It's changed the mission of all of government, um, and and this is this is the result. But I'm not saying these issues don't have a place, and 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 for people in those worlds, they matter deeply. But maybe if we went back even ten years to the Romney-Obama debate. Romney was trying to talk about how Russia is our greatest geopolitical ally. I would argue it's actually China, but he tried to emphasize ally, al- ally or enemy. Everyone made fun of him. Uh, excuse me, enemy. Excuse me, adversary. Okay. Adversary. Thank okay. you, Kim. I apologize. Uh, okay. Uh, and 
and everyone made fun of him about that, and then they harped on the binder full of women comment because he knew right. uh, and 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 then that was the whole rest of the of the 2012 election was was binder full of women, and it's 1980. We want our foreign policy back, and and no one adults in the room, right? Uh, uh, Candy Crowley from CNN and and George Stephanopoulos from from ABC. No serious journalists ever said, there are some really big issues facing our country right now. Are we really going to play these stupid little games? But we do. We play stupid little petty games. We did in 16. We're doing, we did it in 20. We play stupid little petty games when the big issues like China and Russia and energy are slipping away from us. So Daniel Turner, I talk to people all the time. Young people have looked at me and they've said, are we headed to World War III? And they're they're concerned about the future of America. What's your answers to those two questions? Um, I I I don't think we are headed towards World War Three, but I don't think I think we're headed, to, or I think we're actually in the midst of a much more aggressive Cold War. Um, I don't think we're we're headed towards um, full scale battle. For anyone who is encouraging that, also. And boy, there are a lot on both sides of the aisle, but especially a number of, of Republicans who are all in favor of, of military intervention. I often find it fascinating, and maybe you could even say cute, and I mean that in a pejorative sense. I think it's cute that they think the battlefield of World War III is necessarily Europe. Um, they don't envision a World War III where the battlefield is Cleveland. Right or the battlefield of the Eastern Shore. Why do we assume that we need Americans to go over there and fight Putin? Well, why won't Putin come here? Uh, in a sense, the, the closest island uh, on, on the other side of the country to, to Russia in Alaska is, is less than 10 miles. We're mm-hmm. really close to Russia. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it, it, it fascinates me when people think that we're close to battle and they want they want us. They want to engage um, as if it's only going to be Europe, like World War One and World War Two. So I don't think we're headed in that direction. But but I think Americans should be very concerned about the direction we are headed in, because uh, a necessary precondition for any war is a country that has lost its sovereignty, really. And if America is indebted to China for its manufacturing and for its supply chains and its pharmaceuticals and most of its consumer goods... And if we're indebted to Russia and the Saudis and Venezuela for our uh, energy goods, um, American sovereignty is very clear. And, and we're indebted to the future, $30 trillion worth right. of our, our finances. Then, then how sovereign are we? That's what Americans should be preoccupied about. Okay, Daniel Turner. We'll talk some more about that. We're going to go to break. I have on the line with me Daniel Turner. He is the founder and executive director of Power of the Future. And my friends, we talk about it all the time, but we see it. Efficient, affordable, abundant, and reliable energy is what powers people's lives to thrive and prosper. We've taken it for granted here. We have seen this assault here in Colorado and also um, on, on, on our oil and gas production as well 
as uh, American oil and gas production. That's why this conversation with Daniel is so important. Before we go to break, though, Castlegate Knife and Tool is another great sponsor of both the shows. Hal and Linnea Van Herkey are true entrepreneurs. Uh, they um, have knives from the best blade makers from throughout the world. And so wh- whether you're a chef or a sportsman or a collector, Castlegate Knife and Tool is a place for you. That's Castlegate.com. Castlegate.com. We'll be right back with Daniel Turner. With the federal government printing money, it looks like inflation is on the horizon. That is why you should lock in a low rate now on your mortgage. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group is here to help. Lauren works with a variety of lenders to assist you in finding the mortgage that is just right for you. Locking in a low rate now will save you thousands of dollars over the life of your loan. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait any longer. Call Lauren today at 303-880-8881. That's 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson. M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And uh, I neglected to mention it earlier in the show, but big announcement. Daniel Turner, we are actually expanding next Monday to two hours, which we're really jazzed about. Uh, and uh, there's so much to talk about. So we're excited about that and um, want to let our listeners know about that. Daniel Turner, in some ways, I look at the what's happening here in America. We've got the midterm elections coming up. It's like they can't get here fast enough because it looks to me like these the the Democrat policies are putting America on a path to destruction. Is that too too much to say? No, not at all. And before I answer that, I want to congratulate you on your two-hour expansion. Uh, it's totally unsurprising for anyone who has been on your show and knows your show because you're one of the best in the business. And so I am happiest most of all for your listeners who get you for an extra hour. So congrats. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. And and uh, no, I, I think we are headed in this in this uh, financial ruin. Um, you know, I, I thought about this a lot, uh, comparing the crisis we're in right now to uh, two years ago, almost around this exact time of year, two years ago, when okay, now we realize that this COVID thing is is kind of real. We're not really sure what it is. Um, the, images from other countries where it hit first, Italy. Uh, et cetera, were, were devastating. And we threw absolutely everything at it. At it. Um, if you recall, President Trump went to the, the auto manufacturers and asked them to start making ventilators, and, and distilleries were making hand sanitizer. And the My Pillow guy was, was said, I'll stop making pillows for a while and I'll make, I'll make masks. And everyone did what they needed to because we didn't know what it was, we didn't know how serious it was, but we knew we needed to, to fight very quickly. Where is that spirit when it comes to this energy crisis? And like I said earlier, we've sent envoys to foreign countries. Yes. But, but uh, I work intimately in this industry. I have yet to see the administration make an outreach to us, 
to say, what do you need from me? What do you need from this administration? And, and instead, you get Jen Psaki, who excoriates the oil and gas industry every time she can. Ask them. Ask them why they didn't produce more oil. Ask them why they're sitting on their greedy profits. Ask them. And, I, and those are all very easy to explain answers. But, but they've made us the bad guy, um, and they've turned to other people to solve the problem. Um, it, it's an example of just the classic lack of leadership. Um, you, you blame others for the situation, and you, you turn to others to fix it for you, um, and then you go back to Delaware for the weekend. And Joe Biden is not a leader. That's why he was in the Senate for 40-something years. I apologize to any senators who are listening right now. I don't have the highest regard for um, um, career politicians like Joe Biden. Um, it's an easy place to park your, your bench, uh, an easy bench to sit on for 40, 50 years because other people have to do the heavy lifting. You just get to ride the coattails, and that's mm. Joe Biden. Okay, well, Daniel Turner, uh, I know a lot, of, a lot of folks in the oil and gas industry. Uh, I know a lot of everyday Americans. What can we do? Uh, I know we've got the elections coming up, and I guess that's the place we really have to be working right now. And, and, and I want to ask one other thing. We talk about this big red wave. First of all, I don't think we should get overconfident uh, because I think the Democrats um, and and I want to say this Democrat Party is not the Democrat Party of JFK. This is a this is a whole different ballgame here. But they are looking at this this election and they don't want to lose. So there's going to be all kinds of things that they're going to be doing to try to win. But I also want to make sure that we elect. It's no longer Democrat, Republican, left or right. It's, I think, America or not. And we need to be electing people that care about America. Absolutely. And, and in your wonderful state, um, you need to, to elect people who care about your industry. Um, in the last uh, senatorial election, uh, you had one candidate, the incumbent, who supported the oil and gas industry, and you had the former governor who promised to be a friend of the industry and talked about how he was a geologist and talked about how, uh, you know, he was a friend of oil and gas. Look at how much I support the industry. In Congress, his record is 100% in lockstep with Joe Biden. Um, John Hickenlooper voted to stop sanctions on Nord Stream 2. In fact, my organization, Power of the Future, has digital ads running all throughout the country, but especially in the great state of Colorado, pointing out how Michael Bennett, Senator Michael Bennett, and Senator John Hickenlooper both voted to stop sanctions on Nord Stream 2 a month and a half ago. Right, Putin's invasion was 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 not what we were talking about, and you you scratch your head and you say, but you oppose Keystone, right? But you you support Joe Biden's moratorium on fracking. You support Deb Holland, Secretary of the Interior, uh, denying permitting on on federal land and in the Gulf of Mexico. But you supported Vladimir Putin's full throttle operation of his pipeline? Why Senator Hickenlooper? Why Senator Michael Bennett? And so so to answer your question, what can we do? Um, it's more than just getting these people to give you lip service, because that's what's going to happen. I believe Senator Bennett is up again for re-election, and he will yes. say everything he needs to to win his seat. And he will tell you how, you know, he cares deeply about, you know, he doesn't. It's all lies, because his votes show you what he cares about, and he cares about winning the hearts and minds of the progressive green movement. He cares about winning uh, uh, liberals in, in Vail and in Boulder uh, who will fund his campaign, and the hardworking men and women of your state who uh, just want to produce more oil and gas and just want to feed their families 
He doesn't care about them. He's funded by California and New York City and San Francisco, and Colorado is just the platform that he needs to tolerate in order to go back to Washington, D.C. That's what we need to do. People need to not just vow, but then be held accountable that they support your state and your industry. And Senator Hickenlooper's record is shameful right now. And Michael Bennett's is up for re-election. I hope the people make the right decision. Well, we're working like crazy on that. And it is so interesting. Also, Governor Polis has been no friend of the oil and gas industry. But but his um, his poll numbers are not what uh, I think he wants them to be. So he's starting to try to, to move or look like he's moving to the middle. And he's trying to sell it to young people that he's uh, more libertarian. And we are, will be doing everything we can to continue to sh- um, shed light on the policies, these terrible policies that have been uh, coming out of both um, here in Colorado and Washington, D.C. Daniel, uh, hope. Do you have hope? Tell me what you think. <laughs> I know I sound very pessimistic, but, but I do. I always have hope in America, and I always have. I need my organization Power the Future for a reason, because I, I definitely believe uh, in American exceptionalism and the American spirit, um, and I believe that a free people and given the opportunity to do what they do best will always find a better tomorrow. Uh, I genuinely believe that in my heart and soul. Uh, this is a very trying moment right now, but American spirit will, will persevere. Um, we just we need to survive this very difficult moment, and we need to have some, some courage and some bravery. Uh, there are wonderful examples all throughout the country of people who are who are bucking the system and who are fighting uh, for, for their freedom. Um, COVID was the best example of that, and the data showed it. But the states that were the freest uh, um, were the states that had even the lowest rate of infection and illness per capita. Um, freedom is an amazing thing. So I have hope. Um, we just have to get through this very difficult time. Um, we learn a lesson from it as well. That The best thing we can do besides voting and paying attention to these important issues uh, is educating our young people about what's happening uh, and educating them, especially when it comes to the oil and gas industry. In your great state of, of Colorado, hundreds of thousands of people work in this industry. And if they all have a couple kids, we're talking potentially millions of children. Um, they need to know how great this industry is. And they need to know that the vaccines that everyone did little TikTok videos about were only made possible because of fossil fuels. And, and the negative 15 degrees outside in your opera ski when you go inside uh, is because of fossil fuels and your snowboard and your 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 snow pants and your skis are all made from fossil fuels and everything about the quality of life we love in this country that gives us the opportunity to to, to be free and to be happy and prosperous is the result of fossil fuels and if 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 governor polis if Senator Hickenlooper, if Senator Bennett, if they don't see that with awe and admiration and joy and exuberance and celebration and gratitude, then they're in the wrong business. Uh, Colorado deserves people who celebrate what is great about Colorado. It's beauty, it's natural, uh, exceptional natural vistas, but also it's robust fossil fuels, which has made it such an envious state. Well, it is, and uh, uh, it's a beautiful state. It's worth fighting for. That's what we are doing. Daniel Turner, I know you've been super busy uh, because you're in high demand right now with all that's going on, but I so appreciate you joining us today. 
Always my pleasure to be on your show. I hope to be back when things are even maybe better, but I think they're going to get a little worse for a while. But I'll come back and talk about that, too. But thanks for having me. You bet. We'll stay in touch. And that's Daniel Turner. He is the founder and executive director of Power the Future. And so, my friends, the quote for today is Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And he says, uh, gosh, you know what? Did I do uh, both of them the same one? I think I might have. Hey, Okay, and that is not to speak is to speak, and not to act is to act. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.